Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, with the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack, here to tickle your political pickle and fight back against the leftist agenda that is seeking to destroy everything that true Americans hold dear. Tack, great to see you. I know you have a lot, a lot to to, uh, tell our viewers about the rally in Virginia, so I'm going to let you get into that. For those of you who did not know, Tack was on the front lines in Virginia. Pictures are up on Instagram and up on the Facebook. He was out there on the front lines wearing his Don't Let Beer Take Your Freedom shirt. If you do not have one, you should go pick one up at our store at EmpireStateConservative.com. Pick up two. Yeah, pick up two, pick up three. We have lots of different colors. They're amazing. But, Tack, tell the folks, I mean, before, before you tell the folks, the left tried to push this as a white supremacist rally. They tried to push this as, you know, a dangerous thing that was going to happen because it was all gun owners and people looking to carry. And even AOC was interviewed at something she did in Harlem. The fact that anyone is still interviewing this woman is mind boggling. But what she said was, there's this gun rights protest happening down in Richmond on MLK Day. And then she goes, but there's the image that has struck with me. Struck, yes, she said struck. Struck with me the most about that. When we go out and march for the dignity and the recognition of the lives of people, people is a strong word. And then she mentions Freddie Gray and Eric Garner. Okay. When you say people, that's really pushing it. Two lifelong criminal scumbags. One a crack dealer, another one who's been in and out of jail his whole goddamn life. The whole place is surrounded by police and riot gear without a gun in sight. And here are all these people flying Confederate flags with semi-automatic weapons. And there's almost no police officers at that protest. She then added, I put in pure idiot fashion, who or what are institutions protecting from whom? That image conveys it all. Now, besides her tenuous grasp of the English language, uh, it's actually been proven there were basically no Confederate flags at this rally. Yep. Uh, I only counted two. It was not a white supremacist rally. In fact, there were many, many people of varying races and ethnicities there. (laughs) And the big difference is, it wasn't a riot like many of these marches are. So, Dak, tell the people what you saw from, you know, being there on the front lines. So, first off, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to read from somebody that I met from Black Lives Matter. This is on his Instagram. My ancestors fought too hard for me to cower in the face of adversity on Dr. King's Day. If you don't believe me, right there in the camera. So her saying that where there's all of these white supremacists marching in Richmond on Martin Luther King Day is for damn sure a lie. And I just showed the proof there. Wait, are you not a white supremacist? I didn't think I was. I mean, Why are I am you pretty, on the show then? <laughs> I'm pretty damn light-skinned, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> to be on a show with the Jewish guys, a white supremacist, holy <laughs> shit. Jewish? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> But yes, so that, that, that's point number one, right? Point number two, while I'm on my way to this rally and I'm driving down an interstate, all of a sudden I hear my GPS go, there's a speed trap ahead. <laughs> so when I look at this speed trap, it's not just one car. It's not two squad cars. There's three squad cars sitting right next to each other. On the other side of the interstate, going the opposite direction, there's three more squad cars sitting right next to each other. 
And you know what the next seven or eight exits look like? Anywhere between three to six or seven squad cars in one area. Oh, my God. On top of the buildings, there were snipers. Throughout the crowd, there's the sheriffs, there's state troopers, there's um, also local Richmond Police Department. There's sheriffs from other counties out there showing their love for the Second Amendment. So for her to say that there was limited police presence because of racism is a joke. You had Panthers, like Black, like black Panthers. You had Black Lives Matter. You had uh, Trans Lives Matter, Trans people need to be armed. I saw an Asian dude with an AR-15. I mean, that should have been the first guy they grabbed. Oh, my gosh. But here she goes. It was so racist because of a a limited police presence. And then my third and final point, somebody out there said, I'm not carrying today. It was a black guy that said it. White guy behind him hears him say that and says, it's okay. He doesn't have to because I have his back. Boom, there you go. <laughs> but this is the biggest difference. So she mentions Freddie Gray, right, Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. Those protests essentially ended up being riots. They burned mm-hmm. down the city of Baltimore for a crack dealer. Whether or not, exactly. listen, we're not getting into the details, whether or not there was things that the police did wrong, whether or not he was not secured correctly, whatever the hell it was. This guy was a crack dealer. This is not a good person. The rally in Virginia was for the constitutional rights of all Americans. Mm -hmm. They are completely different things. Marching for a crack dealer, defending our constitutional rights. Not the same thing by any stretch, but this is how she equates them. And the other thing that no one's talking about, all these women's marches and all these other things where the left is like, oh, we love the environment. We care so much about everyone. They leave tons and tons of trash on the ground. There are countless photos of people at this rally and when it was done picking up trash and it was essentially spotless. The left is constantly pushing these ridiculous narratives that are oh, that are just being exposed over and over again as lies. And we are constantly just showing them like, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a white supremacist rally. There were, it's, there were a lot of minorities, a lot. Basically, every single picture I've seen from the thing has... Is filled with white, black, Asian. Not, I didn't see many Indians, but you know, there's a lot of people, a lot going I on. I saw one Indian yeah. guy out there. There you what? go. <laughs> Even Indians. I mean, come on. Let's look at it. They they claim to be inclusive and all this other crap, but look where it really stands. When you stand up as an American, you automatically include everyone who's an American. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come out and say, "Oh, we're for Black lives. Oh, we're for Asian lives. We're for gay rights." We're for... You don't have to do that. When you just say, I am for American rights, I am for the Constitution, that brings everybody together, and this is sh- shows it. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, uh, well, I don't remember my last point, but whatever. It's null and void. It obviously wasn't important. Great, great, great. <laughs> it was an absolute fun time. It was a heavily enjoyable time, you know. And I ran into a whole bunch of people that I did not expect to be out there. Uh, Diamond Gibson's father, uh, Derek Gibson, mm-hmm. was out there waving the Trump flag, talking about, <laughs> I'm Ralph Northam in blackface. <laughs> 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 it was great. Um, this, 
who else was out there? Paul? You don't know Paul? Gypsy Crusader? Yeah, I saw Gypsy the picture. He was out yeah. there. Uh, and and it was just, he, he made a joke saying, well, he didn't make the joke, but he was saying that Gypsies had the guns taken away from them and was carted off to their deaths. And another guy hears them because we were just buttoning into each other's conversations all day and goes, what's there to complain about? It's a free train ride. <laughs> <laughs> so that that just goes to show how comfortable we were with one another uh the fact we could just go up to people and just start conversations no matter how they looked people on the left judge based off of, of imagery they see a guy that's white with a, a long beard and a rifle all of a sudden they just look racist to me that's one of the most friendliest characters in the world i just go up to him and talk about talk shit to him and he's just gonna talk it right back like you know but it was it was good and it was much needed but i think the success of this rally can definitely spark rallies all across the country like mm-hmm. this and i think the next step in new york is go. to start organizing something like this amen so that was that was my other point you helped remind me so we were talking about the marches that happened in baltimore and several other places uh, ferguson and all of that how in the hell can you say that you're there to support somebody's deaths? Death, right? Let's use Baltimore as the main example here. Mm-hmm. You spoke about whether or not he was secured or unsecured. We weren't getting into that, that portion of the conversation. But they were supposedly marching because the police department messed it up. They said it was racist at first. Then it comes, they come to find out it was a majority minority uh police officers that were dealing with them with Freddie Gray. Right. Um, then they dropped that. But they still, instead of going up to present their case, like we did yesterday in Richmond, instead of going up downtown Baltimore and presenting their case and adding certain new police trainings or however they want to do it, they decide to burn down their communities. And then once they don't have anything left and there's no jobs in that community, nobody wants to move in there. Uh, the people that are living there, it's not black or any kind of minority. Once they move out, that's even racism. So to me, it's like, you have to make up your mind. Are you trying to build up your community? Are you trying to ensure that police treat you differently? Then you have to one present yourself differently Two, you have to act and respond to different situations differently and three you have to learn how to present your case to where it's meaningful you see yesterday we went up there and now they're backing off of several different aspects of the bills that they presented not all of them but several of them like the the assault rifle ban that they wanted they backed off of it. They killed the the bill on the 13th of January saying that um, they're going to expand the definition of assault weapon. That's dead and gone and not even looking at it anymore. You have to give them like options to look at and present your, your case effectively. And that's not what they've done. And you hit it right on the head because there's the right way to do things and there's the left way to do things. And the left way to do things is I'm going to throw a tantrum and I'm going to call everyone racist and I'm going to burn down the city. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not the way you get things done. And when you see the difference in the 2A rally 
And even just the women's march, mm-hmm. they left a ton of garbage. All they did was go around cursing Trump's name and all this other crap. It wasn't about supporting women. It was about hating on Trump. Mm-hmm. This entire rally, yes, people are hating on Northam because he's a gun-grabbing, black-face-wearing racist, <laughs> you know. But it was about, hey, we are not the problem, and we're going to show you that we're not the problem. Mm-hmm. In a big way. And I think that sends a bigger message than any rally the left has ever pushed, ever. And the fact that it was on MLK Day, I think, is huge. Because, like we said, Martin Luther King said, I want my kids not to be judged on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And guess what? No one was being judged on the color of their skin yesterday. Exactly. And let's not mention that the state of Alabama denied Martin Luther King a concealed carry permit when he applied for one. Yeah, well, no one likes Alabama. <laughs> I love Alabama. I love Birmingham. Zaza's is my favorite pizza restaurant. <laughs> Montgomery, excuse me. Shouts out to Montgomery. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Impeachment 2020 has finally begun. The Democrats, after their ridiculous nonsense in the House, have finally delivered. I mean, Nancy Pelosi finally found the articles of impeachment. I'm sure there were <laughs> wine stains all over them. All right. She finally delivered them to the Senate. The Senate is preparing to start the trial. And apparently, the Democrats, again, showing how much they despise America and the Constitution and the rights of the people of the United States of America, essentially wants the Senate to, let's say, violate the president's Sixth Amendment rights to have his attorney present during his trial. So on Tuesday, House Democrats launched a new demand for the Senate's impeachment trial of Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, excuse me. White House counsel Pat, whatever the hell his name is, something Italian, who is helping lead the president's prolific legal defense team, they said, must either disclose any pertinent information that he has about the impeachment claims or he should be dismissed as the defense lawyer at trial. So let's stop right there really quick before we get to what Ted Cruz said, which is amazing. So the Democrats want a lawyer to violate attorney-client privilege for their benefit, or he must be dismissed denying the president his right to counsel. Now, everyone, now sit and think about that, okay? Okay, so now we're going to violate his rights, and we're gonna vi- we want him to violate attorney-client privilege, okay? Ted Cruz, okay? The now lion Ted Cruz, who has gone from looking like Garfield on the stage at the Republican debates to actually being what I would call a complete badass in the face of- Majestic. Uh, yes, majestic lion in the face of leftist insanity. So, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz's statement was, This is an absurd request. Unlike the House, the Senate will have a fair trial. That means we won't deny the president his lawyer on the day the trial starts. The Sixth Amendment provides the accused the right to have the assistance of his counsel for his defense. Note that the Sixth Amendment does not apply to the prosecution. It protects only the accused. Under the standard put forth by the House Democrats today, that any potential fact witness cannot serve as counsel in the impeachment hearings. There is an obvious person who should be disqualified. His name is Adam Schiff. Schiff, it has been alleged, spoke directly with the so-called whistleblower and may have even helped him draft the complaint that launched the entire impeachment. So maybe we should disqualify Schiff as a lawyer and schedule him instead as a witness to explain his role in creating of evidence in this proceedings. Ted Cruz hit it right on the head. 
and he's 100 percent right the right to have a have a has have your lawyer is only for the accused if the republicans really wanted to they could pull this and they could pull call adam schiff as a lawyer and pull him off of the fence team mm-hmm. honestly i'd rather have him on the i mean uh, to pull him off the prosecution honestly i'd rather have him on the prosecution because this guy's a complete joke but tech like this is just another example that you know, we saw the two, you know, Northam in Virginia, Cuomo in New York, the Democrats in Washington. They despise the Constitution. They want to play by their own rules. Mm-hmm. Like, what? where will they stop? I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on the fact that you're going to ask a lawyer to pretty much de- debar himself. That is the worst part. <laughs> That's the part that, everyone, that I skipped over the first time. And I reread it. I was like, wait. Attorney-client privilege. He can't disclose private conversations with his with his client. He's going to do it on a national level too if he does. So that you can't even deny that. I know there there's certain things, and I I've, can't really dive into those rules right now, like the nitty gritty portions of them. But there are certain times where you could take what you spoke about with your client and kind of expose them. But it's not going to be just to the public as a whole. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. going to be to the other person's attorney, you know, whoever you're you're going up against. And that doesn't even seem like what they're asking for here. It seems like they're saying you're going to come out and you're going to tell us everything or you're just not going to be allowed to represent him. How can you tell somebody who they can and can't have represent? Well, because the left always plays by their own rules. It's this. It, this is what they do all the time. They want everything done by their rules. We saw it with, with the whole Michael Brown thing. It was, oh, we don't care what the what the witnesses said. We know one person said, even though his story was very consistent, that he had his hands up and said, don't shoot. And he wasn't attacking the cop, and the cop shot him. And it was found out later to be a lie. They want to play by their rules. They want to play by their facts, and they don't care what reality is. This is how they work with everything. Same thing with the safe act. Oh, we have to have the safe act because if you have a pistol grip and you have an ex- uh, a collapsible stock, that makes your AR-15 super deadly. It, it's, not, it's not true. This is the world they operate in. It's just they want what they want when they want it. Nancy Pelosi going, Trump is now impeached forever. Forever. What are you like? Are you drunk? <laughs> oh, it, wait. Are you a two-year-old? <laughs> You're impeached forever. You're impeached forever. Like, come on, really? You're supposed to be an adult. Sorry, I almost, yeah. I almost, I almost went completely off. Woman's almost 80 years old. This was still hot for 80. Now you're impeached now. Like, come on. <laughs> but this is what they do. Dude, I think you should be a rapper, man. When you first started talking about it, you had some bars and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> you said she's got some wine stains. The, um, I immediately thought of she's got wine stains from Weinstein. <laughs> but that's what happened when you're talking to somebody that can actually rap. Uh, we we got we to gotta work on a project now. Do I'll take a producer credit. I'm good. <laughs> but yes, how in the hell? So what they're saying is get yourself debarred and completely disgrace yourself as an attorney or you're not allowed to operate within our realms as an attorney and the president is just going to be unrepresented until he finds somebody that 
we find that we deem he can use because he's going to do exactly what we say. They're forcing unconstitutional measures on the president of the United States. So if they're able to do that to a seated president, someone as powerful as a seated president, what makes you think to all of those out there who push for uh, who push against the, the police presence, whether it's Black Lives Matter or any of those other movements that come from the left? Do you not think that they're just as willing to do something like that to you being a normal person? That doesn't make you scared for your own personal rights. If they can do no matter how much you don't like President Trump. This is something that you should be concerned for, for your personal self, watching them do something like that. Imagine you're sitting in court and they tell you, you can't use your lawyer because your lawyer won't come out and tell us personal conversations that he had with you. He doesn't have to. He's not supposed to. <laughs> but like I said, they want to play by their rules. They don't even recognize that our country is not a democracy. Chuck Schumer's talking about our democracy, our democracy. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic for a reason. The word democracy is never mentioned in any of the founding documents of this country. Why? Because democracy is essentially mob rule. And the founding fathers were very wary of mob rule. Because all it takes is a bu- is 51% of the people to go, we want to get rid of this. We want to have a king we- to ruin the entire country. You have to have balance. That's why we have checks and balances. That's why we have the system of government that we have set up, the balance between the states and the federal government. It's because democracy does not work. Democracy always fails. We do not have a democracy. We have Our a constitutional republic. republic. Thank God. Stands. <laughs> you they, say they, they, they always play this game a threat to our democracy a threat to our democracy guess what it's a threat to nothing because we don't have a democracy mm-hmm. it's like we're democrats we, we should always call our you know we should call our country a democracy it's not it's like it's like second grade bullshit it really is we're the democrats we're in a democracy the republicans want a republic no we have a republic <laughs> i say we just rename the country keep the united states part but just like you have the People's Republic of China, and it's not really a republic. It's a communist. Or the, state. What is it? The People's Republic of North Korea, whatever it is. Yeah. You got to, now we got to change it to the Republic of the United States of America. The Republic's Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> just to really reinforce it for all those who don't know how our government works. But it's like they work in government. You would think they understand we're not a democracy, but it's all a game. It's always a game. It's PR, it's a game. Let's throw these words out there like racist and threat and, and existential threat and you know, all this other crap. This is what they do. They want to scare people. They want to scare people and they want to play games. Yeah. We're not playing games anymore. We're done playing games. Exactly. They, they push us to the limit. We are done playing games. We are here to fight back. And the, I, I've never seen an era within politics where people were as directly involved as they are right now. And it's scaring the hell out of them. And they know that they're losing. Because it's gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. It became one point. It was like, all right, we need to regulate firearms. Now it's become literally in Virginia. He goes, we're going to go confiscate firearms. The police go, no, we're not. The governor goes, oh, yeah? Well, then I'm calling in the National Guard. That is straight up totalitarian government type stuff. And that has never been done in the United States. You have never had law enforcement go door to door and try to confiscate firearms. 
and then kill the bill completely <laughs> and then say, we were never planning on going door to door to confiscate your firearms. <laughs> we're not planning that. Yeah, because you killed the bill. <laughs> you know, it's impossible to go to go, you know, deport all the illegal aliens, but we're going to go door to door and take guns from armed <laughs> citizens. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. God, dude, it's just it's insane. It's insane what the left is doing. But this oh. is what they've done. They've pushed people, everyone from the middle, they've pushed to the right. Everyone exactly. I know who was a moderate, including myself, I was pretty much a moderate. Going into, I'd say, about 2012, I'd be 100% moderate. And all the nonsense from Obama and all this other crap pushed me, I'm, listen, I'm not far right, but pushed me well into the right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, there's no going back anymore because the left has gone insane. Exactly. And now that Cory Booker has officially withdrawn, Elizabeth Warren is now the only black candidate. (laughs) So let's give her a hand. My grandmother told me I was black. (laughs) (laughs) She is the worst. She's the worst. You're going after Bernie hardcore and he defends himself. (laughs) And she just goes... You just call me a liar on national TV? <laughs> if I was Bernie, listen, I hate Bernie Sanders. If I was Bernie, would be like, you just called me a liar and a sexist, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but we'll talk about this later. <laughs> talk about it later. Oh, God, I really hope they're not dating. <laughs> All right, then it'll be Weinstein's from Weinstein. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want to see the copy of the articles of impeachment. I guarantee you they're little red rings. <laughs> which you put a wine glass down. Guarantee it. This, this, is a som- this, is a som- this is a sober occasion. Nancy, you haven't been sober in 50 years. I admit. <laughs> and she's giggling. He's impeached now. I'm going to take one pen and write each letter of my name with a different pen, and then I'm going to hand them off to everyone because we're not excited about this at all. She's got hot cheekbones. She's the Native American. Gosh, she's the worst. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi is worse than all of them. She's for real, for real, though. She's literally Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> I wonder if she ever. No, I'm not going to go that route. Screw it. Yes, I am. I wonder if she ever messed around with JFK. Oh gosh, she probably. You ever seen that picture where he's like probably pulled the trigger? I guarantee you, she was was the extra shooter on the grassy knoll. Nancy Pelosi, extra. (laughs) JFK, the last good Democrat. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) She's a warrior. Oh my gosh, she's terrible. We could have a whole episode on how terrible Nancy Pelosi is, and just sandwich that with Chuck Schumer. Biggest dirtbag. Oh my God, he's the worst. He he's looks like worst. he should be a virgin, man. What a scumbag. <laughs> so, so, quick side note on Chuck Schumer. So, Chuck Schumer goes around to speak at like graduations in New York State and he tells this story about, about him growing up. And he's like, Yeah, and I gave up this opportunity uh, to be with this girl and then she broke up with me. It's like, Yeah, she would, Chuck, because you're a loser. <laughs> it's just a story about him being a loser. <laughs> you can look thing. at him and tell. He's the, the worst. These people are terrible. If you're in politics for 50 years and now you want to blame someone who just came on the scene who's helping this country, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, he's the problem. No, no, no. You the problem. 
you've been at, you've been there 30, 40 years. You're the problem. Never seen this amount of progress in his life with any other president. Because they don't want to play games. They don't here he goes complaining. They want to play middle school bullshit. Mm-hmm. Retards. Nonsense. Speaking of middle school bullshit, um, Andrew Cuomo apparently doesn't know math very well. New York, <laughs> the New York State budget is in very, very bad shape. We are about $6 billion in the hole. Um, Andrew Cuomo thinks he should fix this by, A, taxing billionaires in New York, which, based on the tax rate, I don't know how many are left, or legalizing marijuana, to which they say will raise $300 million in taxes. Um, I don't know where they came up with that number, first of all. Did you ask every non-legal marijuana smoker how much they pay in marijuana? Like, where did they come up with this crap is just, it's, they just make up numbers. Honestly, they do. I don't care what anyone tells me. They're making that up. You have no way of really estimating in New York State how many people are going to buy medical marijuana or what the tax, based on the tax rate and how much money it's going to generate. Exactly. But I've always told everyone, listen, I'm all for legalizing marijuana. You regulate it. You know, you take the hard stuff off the streets. You take the power off the drug dealers. Um, but my issue is I'm now giving you more tax dollars and I'm still going to get nothing out of it. So if I was voting, I'd be like, hey, let's have a trade-off. You eliminate state income tax, and I'll let you have medical marijuana, and you could tax the shit out of it. I'm down for that. They'll never do it. They'll never do it because they love that income tax because they get so much money. But we are losing people at an alarming rate, the budget $6 billion deficit, and it's not because people aren't paying enough taxes. If one more person tells me that rich people don't pay enough taxes, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. It is because the government does not know how to spend money. Even the Democrats in Albany are going, hey, if we reduce Medicaid spending, we could actually fix this budget deficit. That's from the mouth of a Democrat. That's, that's the budget, or not the budget, excuse me. That's the deficit and the, the debt of some of the countries in the European Union for just one city. How sad is, like, how sorry is that? You know? Cuomo does what Cuomo wants to do, and he holds a, he holds a state hostage because he attaches everything he wants to do to the budget. He attached his raise to the budget. He attached the raise for New York State legislators, legislators to the budget. And so he can push whatever he wants. You gave free health insurance and free college to illegal immigrants, and guess what? Now we're $6 billion in the hole. Maybe don't give away all that stuff for free for people who aren't paying taxes. Exactly. A hundred percent. The fact that also the city has added so many new toll rolls and all that other stuff. They're already making millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars a year based off of the people that are traveling into the city. That's all coming from out of your pockets. You can make things happen just off of based off of how much you're making off of each car and truck that's coming into the city. It's like eighteen dollars to use a goddamn bridge now. Exactly. Ridiculous. It's a bridge. It's already built. What am I paying for? <laughs> the MTA has You don't been... need them. If there's no toll there, you don't need them at the bridge. <laughs> Every year, the MTA has been skyrocketing and price-wise, how much you have to pay for just a metro card. Dude, it's bad. I took the train to the city to go skate at the Garden on Monday. 
it was it's like ten fifty for a one way off peak t- off peak ticket. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's an ultra, it's not even a new train. I'm like, I don't even know where the bathroom is. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you have all of this income coming in from different sources in the city. And or the state as a whole, really. Metro North, MTA, uh, Long Island Railroad, uh, the the toll roads, so many sources of income, and then you throw income tax on it, but you still need to find a way to make even more money. Mind you, they just they just did the whole fifteen dollars an hour thing. We spoke about that last episode, didn't we? Yep. You begged for that fifteen dollars an hour. Can't help it if that's what they want to do after they say, okay, they're getting paid more, so now they can afford to give us more. Oh, what? Trump gave you a tax break? Psh, that's more money for us. Sorry that you thought you were going to get something special. But, but people it, don't see it. It really goes down to a fundamental flaw in leftist ideology. It's And you see it on Long Island where, oh, we need to raise um, property taxes. No, you don't. Oh, the county's bro- stop spending so much money. Mm-hmm. Stop spending my money because you're not spending it right. So exactly. lower the amount of money that you are spending in order to make the budget work. This is the problem. And Elizabeth Warren does the same thing, which is why if she ever became president, which won't happen, it would be devastating to the entire country because the left looks at private citizens and business as their piggy bank. Uh-huh. They go, oh, well, business. this business made a million dollars last year, so we're entitled to a portion of their money. No, you're not. That business has done more for the community than you have ever done because they're employing people. They're giving them benefits. They're giving them a salary. They're helping them put food on their table. The, but they believe that the government is this be-all, end-all. The government doesn't make its own money. The government takes its money from us, and now they spend it terribly, especially in New York State. That is the problem with leftist ideology. Anyone who tells you they're a Democrat because they're all for minority rights and gay rights, listen, minorities and gays have all the same rights as everyone else in the country. You don't need to vote Democrat because you're for gay and minority rights. You should be voting based how these politicians operate and the Democrats do nothing but bankrupt cities and raise taxes and all of their policies fail. Virginia, they failed before they even implemented it. They, they try to preach this whole collective standpoint that we're all in this together and we have to do it together. But they forget about the individualistic part of the collective. If I can't take care of myself... I become the weak link in a chain and eventually that chain is going to pop because I can't hold the chain together. And that's the key issue of the collective theory. If I can't do for me, I damn sure can't do for everybody else in the collective. So you have to be able to push an individual's ability to make themselves better, make themselves stronger, uh, their ability to create businesses their ability to go after whatever job they want, uh, however they want to bring money in, et cetera, et cetera. And then once you get to a certain point where you own a certain level of business, you can start hiring in other people. Once you get to a certain level where you are a CEO, you can then help make businesses better. 
you have to start pushing the individual's ability to be stronger and stop looking at everybody as a collective that you can just pluck money out of the pot of. doesn't work like that. And you're 100% right. And essentially what happens is when you have these insanely high tax rates, you demotivate people to create more wealth. Because if I'm going to own a company that's going to make, let's say, $30 million, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to get taxed $20 million of that, I'm not, I have no incentive now to make that much money because I'm not coming home with that money. I might as well drop myself down into a lower tax bracket if you're just going to confiscate my wealth. And the money I get on the side, I'm not going to invest it because now I'm coming home with less. So mm -hmm. now I need to hold on to it and put it into something that's not really going to grow in terms of helping the economy. It's going to grow in terms of just helping me. Exactly. And it's the fundamental flaw of the left is they believe that the government is here to protect us and they're not. The government is here to make sure our rights are not infringed. And the rights are clearly outlined in what's called the Bill of Rights. Healthcare is not in the Bill of Rights, people. There's a Bill of Rights? I know. It's, I think it's like the first ten amendments to the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> ten commandments? Oh, no. <laughs> Religious people. <laughs> no, you mean there's an instruction that was written for how to run the government? Nobody ever taught me that. It's almost like an outline of rules of what the government's allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. And then the rights of the people, which were given to them by God that were not to be infringed upon. It's <sighs> almost like that's written on a piece of paper, but it's from like a really long time ago. So like parchment era? Who, who even thinks of that anymore? I don't know. Just stupid people. <laughs> right, Viva God. la collective. <laughs> God. I can't stand those people. Oh, there's a social contract. Really? Uh, I don't think so. Because when the chips are down, guess what? It ain't going to work that way. Before we get to that day, there is one amazing quote. And it's, it's from a fictional character. But it goes, Give a man, uh, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a day. No, it was, sorry. <laughs> really bad. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Don't give a man a fish and feed yourself. He's a grown man and fishing is not that hard. <laughs> At some point, you have to be able to take care of yourself. Stop relying on everyone else to hold your hand through life. We say this almost every episode. Nut up. Nut exactly. up. At the risk of sounding sexist, grow a pair of balls. If you're a woman, grow a pair of lady balls. Just don't leave any wine stains, wine stains. <laughs> all right moving on to how dare you how dare you this this one needs no introduction or no setup but i'm going to give you guys the gist um everyone's favorite congresswoman alexandria occasionally communist how dare you <laughs> tried to cast the democrats as a conservative center party. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. She said... They're not to the left, but we're trying to move them that way. 
Does she think that the entire left consists of just being 100% communist? I mean, was she kicked in the face by a horse? How dare you? She looks like a horse. I, I know, I know she does. one, but a horse nonetheless. Right, your, your crush on AOC is getting in the way of our podcast, <laughs> all right? The fact that this woman was dropped on her head as a child. I, I love fact, you, AOC. The fact that she was dropped on her head as a child is giving me cause for concern with the fact that she's part of our government. The Democrats are the conservative party? Are they trying to conserve communism? Because if so, then yes, they are conservatives. They're trying to keep communism around, and we've desperately been trying to eradicate it in this country for the last 70 years. This is honestly possibly possibly the most asinine statement she said. This is worse than her comments on the Virginia rally. This is just a straight-up lie. Mm-hmm. Conservative Democrats? Are there even any left? I think there <laughs> were, but they all switched to be Republicans about a month ago. Uh, for whatever reason, she she doesn't understand a sliding scale. Scale. You got people. She doesn't understand left. anything. <laughs> My left. This is the left for people watching. You have people on the right, and the scales slide back and forth, right? Like you're doing bachata or whatever. <laughs> she doesn't realize that because she's way over here. Off screen, for those of you that's watching. She's Maduro left. That's how left she is. <laughs> exactly. She's telling, people, she's telling people to eat their pets. <laughs> but she doesn't understand it just because you have somebody that's not as far gone and batshit crazy as she is. They can still be on the left. It doesn't mean that they're in the middle. Whatsoever. I consider myself to be right-leaning. You know, but I think I'm still somewhat in the middle. I don't know. Correct me if I'm not. I mean, but according that's... to according to the left tack, you're an alt right white supremacist <laughs> who wants to murder gays and blacks. <laughs> well then, how the dare you? Fits, wear it, right? <laughs> that's what Eminem said. I mean, they call me a menace, but if the shoe fits, I wear it. Yeah, but Eminem's also lost his goddamn mind. Yeah, I'm going to yell about Donald Trump and then I'm going to cry when he doesn't respond to me. <laughs> and then I'm going to make a song about gun control after being on a song from years ago where the person that signed me on said, you talk about guns like I ain't got none. What you think I sold them all? <laughs> Hoping Dre fell off? <laughs> oh God, Eminem needs to check his ass for... <laughs> Burgers. No, he's like... <laughs> You killed me on this. Eminem needs to check his ass for Mike Bloomberg's hand. (laughs) I didn't say it, Eminem. Do not put my name on a track. Eminem, I give you 100% permission to put my name on a track. You you little bitch. How dare you? (laughs) Want to talk about gun control? You're from Detroit. How's gun control working in Detroit? He pulled the gun out on his whole security guard. He's a lunatic. This guy's an avid drug user for the last 20 years. And now because he's possibly sober again, it's a guy who made a a rap about murdering his ex-wife. This is the person we're supposed to take advice from? (laughs) 
<laughs> that new album is fire, though. I refuse to listen to it. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm going to take advice from Eminem on gun control. His, fr- his buddy was shot in the street by an illegal gun. Wasn't Proof murdered by an illegal yep. firearm? Yeah. How's Rest gun control peace. working in Detroit, Eminem? Better, best. Let's be real. Eh. Rest you got in a problem. Peace, one of the best me. rappers ever. Proof. Tupac. But, <laughs> hands down, yes. Hands down. But yes, yeah, so you could even put my name on that track, shoot. <laughs> yeah, put my name on that track, track Eminem, and I'll send you a signed hat. <laughs> address, too. Stan on it. <laughs> Solomon Stan Tech. <laughs> God, that it's just it's pure insanity. It's insanity. That's how the left operates now. It's let's be as crazy as possible, but we're still gonna preach this message of acceptance and love and tolerance, but let's also be completely insane. It's almost like it's set up where everyone in the government was just like, We're moving really too far to the left. We need to have this huge thing to push everyone back towards conservative values. So let's make left completely insane so people start being more normal. But it completely backfired. The left, people on the left are still going completely insane. It's just everyone in the middle is starting to push to the right. Unfortunately, she actually is this insane and it's not a joke and it's not a plan designed to save the country. But it will save the country because every single day she's converting people to conservatism. And she's she's not gonna get voted back in, which is at least I hope and pray she's not from my borough for the Bronx. She can always go back to bartending. You don't have <clears throat> to be true. Listen, there are plenty of smart bartenders. You don't have to be smart to be a bartender. It's I don't really, even know. It's easy to pour a beer. I I can do it. It's really easy. Vodka soda, even... real easy. <laughs> I think I don't even might know. Might not she's... be able to handle that. I don't even know if she's smart enough to have a, a Roth IRA set up for herself I, or any I, kind of anything. I wouldn't trust her to wash the glasses at a bar. And that's like an automatic <laughs> thing. You put it in the press and it comes down and it cleans them instantly. And I wouldn't trust her to do that. That's how stupid this woman is. A degree in economics? She doesn't know. She can't even spell economics. I don't. I do not know how she has a degree in economics, but she pushes communism. She pushes for socialism. I, I could tell you how she got that degree, but I'm pretty sure we'd be banned from every major, oh every gosh. channel that we're on. <laughs> if you oh. haven't seen it, there there is a meme out there with AOC, and next to her is a sex doll, and they're making the same face. So, well, I'm not saying that's what she did, but it's a viable explanation for how she has a degree from an accredited university. Children, don't go to war without a helmet and always wear your knee pads. (laughs) That's the only way to win in a firefight. All right, we are getting completely (laughs) off track. We're going to cut it off there, people. All right, guys. So if you like this show, make sure you listen to our previous shows. We had some great guests in the past. Professor Giordano from Suffolk Community College, Moshe Hill, who's a contributor at The Daily Wire, Ricky Rebel, who was actually just on Milo Yiannopoulos' show um, on Censor TV. We had a great interview with him. So check out those episodes. Share all the episodes. Rate, subscribe, all that nonsense. 
make sure you check us out on social media. Check out Tack on Instagram at Solomon Tack. That's two A's and a C. There is no K in Tack. Check us out on Instagram at Get Red Pilled NY. We are heavily shadow banned, um, but only you can help us break it. So check us out, like, follow, subscribe, put on notifications, all that fun stuff. Share all of our stuff on all these platforms. The biggest way you can help us out where you get something out of it too is to go to our store. If you don't see my hat because you're listening, it says guns and freedom, which is essentially what America is all about. If you don't see my shirt because you are listening, it is our don't let fear take your freedom shirt. But in red, we have several different colors available. If you've seen tax posts from Virginia, he was wearing our black shirt. So if you go order that, all the profits go back into our business, into expanding to reach more people, to organize, to help us fix essentially what has been the destruction of America under the leftist agenda, which is being reversed under President Trump. But we have a lot more to do, and the fight will not be over when Trump leaves office. So we have to do Uh stuff that's going to last, that's going to ensure our freedoms. So for that, I'm Evan. That is TAC. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And don't let fear take your freedom. (laughs) 